I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, legends, uh, myself and Matty the Waterboy, we are going to take it from here. Can be obviously had to hit the road. Uh, so we've already done the Broncos game. So me and Matty will be covering the last four games, which was the Raiders and the Titans, the Cowboys and the West Tigers, uh, the Bulldogs and the Newcastle Knights and the Seagulls and the Roosters. Matty, we're going to kick off uh, in the nation's capital, the Canberra Raiders and the Gold Coast Titans. Mate, the Canberra Raiders hate winning 13+. plus. Absolutely hate it. They just... They live in one to twelve, don't they? Man, I think this. this oh, wow! Out of <laughs> and out of habit, I've gone straight to Denon's camera with no one there. I should probably turn that one off. But no, so I'm pretty sure it's one to eight this year. I don't think I can, I'll go back and check. I think their biggest win this year is, is by eight or more, eight or less. Sorry, their biggest win this year has been by eight points. Um, so I actually got on this game as part of my multi, and I just thought. I'm just going to give Titans a six and a half point start, and it turned out to be an absolute winner. Tip the Ra- tip the Titans on this show, but end up tipping the Raiders, um, and then won that leg. It just seems to be like clockwork at the moment. The Raiders, they just they they win, but they win by really really small margins. And um, yeah, you know, for for someone as stressed out as Ricky Stewart, I don't think that's too good for him. It's amazing, isn't it? Like it sort of just does personify who the Raiders are as far as. They've got three hookers that probably wouldn't be starting hookers at other club. They've got a 5'8", who, I mean, he's a very good footballer. He's probably not an out-and-out 5'8". They've got a fullback that I don't think would be a starting fullback in any other side. Like, that's just who the yeah. Raiders are. They're just comfortable being uncomfortable, and they're yeah. happy to play a little bit unorthodox. I sit there every week trying to work out multis and stuff for this team, and I sit there and go, I have no idea where their points come. I know they'll come, but I have no idea where they're going to come from. It sort of just summarises who the Raiders are. For me, mate... Um, obviously Hudson Young He came up with a huge play in this game I thought Tapane and Corey Horsburgh They were massive Without Josh Papa Lee I thought these two, these two got through so much work And Horsburgh, we've already spoken about him As far as origin goes Great to see him finally uh, In the Queensland Maroon side But Joe Tapane to me, Matty Feels yep. like a guy that because he can't play origin It's just hard for him to put that real cream on top of his game Yeah be, Like I think he's well respected but geez, you'd be suited to the Origin Arena. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate for for a couple of those guys. Like you know, 
Sammy Burgess and, and Sonny Bill were, were two others that would have absolutely thrived in the Origin Arena, but obviously can't because, you know, they, they you know, English and New Zealand respectively. Joey Tarpany, for me, is, is the exact same. I feel that last year he was the best prop in the NRL. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's bloody awesome. These, this, this Raiders four-pack are just a bunch of fucking attack dogs, and he's the leader of them. Um, so, yeah, he's... You're right. If he played Origin, he'd walk into the Blues team, he'd walk into the Queensland team, and he'd probably dominate. Yeah, he'd be the alpha for. in the arena. For sure. Straight away. Yep. For sure. Uh, mate, the other guy that stood out for me in this game, Albert Hopawade, re-signed a couple of weeks ago with the Canberra Raiders. Uh, we go back about six weeks ago, and he missed a game because he had a family wedding, and bizarre to think that a guy like him who's you know probably not going to play rep footy you know he's he, he could be sort of at his ceiling at the moment potentially but he can come in and out of this side to go to weddings and hold his spot without a doubt and mm. the more i watch him play the more i go oh i get it he he is such an underrated player and an underappreciated player by every by most nrl fans in this Canberra Raiders team he was tremendous again yeah abba hobbledy guru as you probably know more than anyone coming through the ranks as a, as a junior, was just an absolute superstar. One of the only guys, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is right, to play both Aussie schoolboys in rugby league and rugby union. That's how much of a prodigy he was. Um, obviously, he's, he, I, th- I don't, I can't, he got injured a bit and he's kind of like not come onto the scene as, as quickly as some might have thought, but he's really coming to his own now. So it's, it's really good to see. You may be looking at me thinking I've swapped seats, and I have. Uh, there was a game of musical chairs, and the music stopped here, so I plan to set up camp here now uh, so that I can look at Maddie directly. But, yeah, mate, Albert Hobawade, it's funny. I was looking back the other day at my first ever Instagram post for Guru, yeah. and one of the first ones I ever did, like first three or four, and this is in 2018 preseason, was about Albert Hopalade. Oh, nice. And how he was going to be the next guy yeah. to explode. And it's taken a long time, but he certainly is starting to play – some fantastic footy. Uh, mate, anyone else at the Rage you want to touch on? We spoke about Corey Horsburgh, but I think he was enormous. Made f- plus 50 plus tackles. He just rips in every week. Um, yeah, he, he's bloody awesome that side. They're just, you're right. They're not like misfits or anything, but wherever Ricky puts them, it, it's it's just like they, they play for him and they play for each other and they play for the jersey. Um, and it's just, if you, if you go through that Raiders full pack, like, as if you want to be running up against all them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's highly underrated, that four-pack, so... Yeah, yeah, mate, we have to obviously talk about it. A couple of controversial moments in this game. Uh, I heard a few people complaining online about the Matty Timoko trial. I, I didn't have an issue with that in any way, shape, or form. It's the Fafita one we've got to talk about. Yeah. Matty, how? That was terrible. That was just, just a flat-out wrong decision. Yeah. What, like, a ridiculous call. Like, seriously, he... It's not like he even really pushed him. He was he was going for the ball and trying to crawl around Fogarty. And I think Denon might have mentioned earlier, like, if it was the other way around, Fogarty would have got done for shepherding. Yeah. What do you call it? Escorting. Escorting, 100%. Yeah. So Ridiculous. Yeah, I have very little time for that one. I do still think, Matty, the better team won this game. I thought the Raiders were the better side. Yeah, like, even though they lost by four, it was a first-half try. Like, a lot of things could have happened. And I know it was on the stroke at halftime as well, but... You know, scoreboard pressure, by the way. You can't say it cost them the game, but it was definitely the wrong call. Yeah, definitely the wrong call there. So a tough break. Mate, uh, obviously, Tino, he was huge. Fafita was massive. But, mate, Mo Fodawaker as well. He just does it every single week. And these three origin players they've got in their forward pack, um, 
I, like I, I think they're three of the top ten most informed forwards in the competition so far this year. Yeah, I agree. I agree for sure. Let's 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 stick on for feeder. He had absolute spiders on him that first half. The whole game, but it's particularly that first half, he is just unbelievable. He is unbelievable, isn't he? Like, mm. there's he is everything we hoped he was going to be at the moment. And yep. I'll be honest with you, I was convinced he was going to get to this point. And a lot of credit has to go to, obviously, Kieran Foran and the Gold Coast Titans, but his head coach, Justin yeah. Holbrook, his former head coach, Justin Holbrook, and the point that he's got him to, um, I think he deserves a lot of credit for what he's done there. But Foz in particular, mate, I think that we spoke about it in the preseason, the impact that a ball player like Foz can have that not only on just like how they play, but how he positions certain guys and how he gets the guys around him to understand their position more than what they did previously. And I think the Fafita, just little things. Like I used to sit there and watch him last year and watch him off ball and go, why are you standing there? Why aren't you getting deep? Why aren't you putting yourself in the right slots? Now I look at him and go, okay, he always knows where he needs to be on the field. Um, and I, I just think it is it has changed so much for the Titans. You look at the Panthers over the last few years, they would just shift that ball out, kick out to get a heap of momentum or create something on that edge. Fafita is now playing that role mm. perfectly for them, Matty. Yep, totally agree. I think as well, like, obviously he, he received so much criticism last few years because he was on that $1.2 million. And yeah, sure, he had a, a year or two where he definitely didn't play up to that price tag. But when they bought him, because they bought him and Tino at roughly around the same time, yep. like, he attracted other people to come to the club. And then other people came to the club. They're building a, a really nice squad. Um. So from that side of things, the $1.2 million was worth it. Now he's taking a pay cut and he's playing like a $1.2 million player. Obviously, a bit of mayo on that, but... Not a heap of mayo though, mate. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's anywhere near... Like, I understand why people criticise him in the past, but I think if he was playing this brand of footy for the last three years, I don't think we hear anything. No, not, not at all. Just the, look, look at Ben Hunt. When Ben Hunt signed with the Dragons for one point whatever million dollars, he was the most criticised player in the NRL for two years. And then he like he hit good form again. You actually forget that even happened. Yeah. So, yeah. I, look, he didn't live up to expectation on the field money-wise, but he brought players to the club. You know, as I said, they're building a nice squad. They're getting Des Hasler there next year. They're probably maybe getting Ben Hunt next year. From that side of things, it worked, and now he's killing it. So it's been it's been wonderful. Yeah, I, I think despite a loss here today, and I've stood by it all year, I think the Titans are making a number of very good moves on and off the field. And I personally think the way that they've handled this Brimson and Campbell thing, I didn't think there was a hope in hell they would keep both. Mm. Somehow they've managed to, Manny, despite not being able to promise either of them a position realistically. They've managed to keep them there. So it says to me they're building something good on the Gold Coast. I know there's a lot of talk about Fafita and Tino coming off contract and whatnot. I'll be honest with you, I'm not really buying it. I, I think they've really brought into what's going on at the Gold Coast. And I, I think it's going to be an exciting few years coming up. To be honest, I reckon I reckon the, the report is true that they have the clause, but there's no mention of that they actually want to leave. I yeah. just think it's, a, it's the situation that they find themselves in. And unfortunately for Gold Coast, this happened actually a couple of years ago when – they didn't. They let James Roberts go because someone didn't sign the right contract or something. So they want to be getting onto this quick smart, but just from the outside looking in, the Titans are building something really awesome. And I highly doubt. Look, I've never met either of these two people in my life, David Vita or, T or Big Tino, but it looks like they're the future leaders of the club. And there's no way, in my opinion, that they'll leave. I reckon they just got to sort it out quickly. Just 
get rid of it because you don't want this lingering around. Yeah, and mate, I wouldn't even describe them as the future leaders. They're just the ongoing leaders. Well, they, you're right. They well, already are. Like, it's incredible when you remember the age that these guys are at and how much how much control they have over this side and the just the attitude that Tino in particular, because he's been doing it since he arrived. But, uh, yeah, very, very positive signs for the di- – di- for the Titans, despite a loss there. Uh, mate, let's move to the 5.30 game on Saturday. The Cowboys 74 over the Tigers. We'll talk about the Cowboys and the good performances there. Obviously, Scott Drinkwater, he was amazing. He's now uh, been included in Freddie's 19-man squad for State of Origin Game 3. So congratulations to Drinky. Well-deserved. I thought Dearden was unreal. There was a moment there where I think we all sort of sat there and went... Has Dearden played his way into a Maroon side here? Do they move Munster to one? That's how good he was going. Uh, the outside backs. I'll tell you, mate, obviously, Murray Tulangi, Val Holmes, incredible. Valeme, I I did not think he was first grade standard when he was at the Canberraiders. Yeah, he, he had, I remember he had a couple of absolute shockers, shockers. where his, his hands just let him down. Um, and I, I, I was in the same boat as you a little bit, but. Hey, we've seen we've seen wingers have you know start their careers with a lot of errors. Like look at Michaela Ravalawa from the Dragons. Yeah, like he started his career with so many errors, and I actually thought the same thing. I'm like, this guy's not first grade material, and now he's you know a really 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 good winger. And um, you're right, I'm he's been awesome for the Cowboys in the in the handful of games that he's played for him. Well, mate, he's keeping Kyle Fels out, who mm. you know a club legend, club, club legend, cult hero. Call him yeah. what you and, want. And when and when Felt has come in, he's played. Very, very well. Mm. So it's not like when he has had his opportunities to take this spot back, he hasn't performed. He has, and they're still sticking with the young fella. So can shout I out you, to can, him. Can I ask you about the whole Dearden thing? So obviously for Queensland, it's 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 easier straight swap to have Reese Walsh out and have AJ Brimson come in, particularly because AJ Brimson was the 18th man in game two. So it's fully understandable. But if you're looking at the future, Tommy Dearden's probably going to replace Cherry Evans in a few years. Would it have been smarter to put Munster at fullback, throw Dearden in the halves, who has already been there last year and killed it in the decider. What would you have done? I personally think it tells you a lot about Tom Dearden that they didn't feel a need to do that. Mm. I think that they know what they've got there. I think they know that when he comes in, he will do a job. I get where you're coming from, and that, that was my thought process during the weekend too. I'm not, And I'm not dying on either yeah. hill. I'm, I can see both sides 100%. I also think that if Dearden... Hadn't, didn't have game three last year. He came in and showed what he could do. And he's obviously, like, obviously in the game, he was impressive. But I would say that, you know, those 10 days in camp, Tommy Dean would have shown them a lot. Yep. A heap. Um, to give Billy Slater the confidence to go, no, nah, no, nah, when his time comes, he'll be okay. Yep. So I, I get both sides of the park. Uh, but I, I, I think it's the most logical way to go here to bring Brimo in. But yeah, planning for the future, I get where you're coming from. But I, I just, once again, I think it's just a sign of where Tommy Dearden's at and how much faith they have in this guy, which is crazy to think he was the guy, you know, he's now the next Queensland halfback. 18 months ago, he was the halfback that Brisbane didn't want in their 30. Yeah, and he was getting all those memes and all those articles about how he'd lost friggin' 22 games in a row at seven or something, half of them for the Bronx, half of them for the Cowboys. It might have been two years ago, Yeah, which was, I remember at that point thinking, wow, this, this uh, this is going to ruin his confidence. And, yeah. you know, the bloke came in in a decider last year and won it for, well, and was part of the winning team for Queensland. So, obviously, it takes a lot for him to ruin his confidence. But he, you watch him play on the weekend, especially that first half. Look, I know the Tigers were terrible, but Dearden looked like Joey Johns out there. 
Yeah, and I think that especially when you go back to that period where people were making memes and whatnot, more so when he was at the Cowboys, um, I actually had him in my um, Supercoach draft side. So I watched him very closely, and despite all the shit he was getting, he was making his 20 to 30 tackles, he was hardly missing any, and he was running the football. Mm. He just never went away. It wasn't working, but he never went away from what he knew would eventually start to play out. Yeah. And then Chad Townsend arrives. He's able to steer the ship. It opens up Tommy Dearden and allows him just to grow into his role. Still a very young footballer. Still got so much more to offer. But uh, I think Dearden's playing better this year than he was last year. I completely agree. Yeah. But the hype was around last year. Bloody People got excited yeah. last year. Uh, it'll start to pick up again now for Dearden. And, mate, I go back to a couple of weeks ago when I, I, I listened to Phil Gould say that he still thinks the Cowboys can win the comp. And I just sat there and went, what? Mm. What on earth is going on yeah, there? Yeah, I thought he was but, mad saying that. And I'm not telling you he's going to win, they're, they're going to win the comp, but, geez, they're right back in the conversation out of absolutely nowhere. They're looking like a very fierce football side all of a sudden. Absolutely. Like, you know, they smashed the Rabbitohs last week. You know, they beat the Panthers. I know it was an origin-affected game. It just – it. I don't know what – I don't know what happened at the start of the year. Maybe, you know, players came back from World Cup and they didn't get the preseason they needed or – you know, maybe they rested on their laurels a bit after last year. Who knows what happened? But after what we saw last year, they don't just become bad footballers. So I guess it's in, in hindsight, I guess it's not too surprising, but I'm with you, Guru. I had them out of the eight, maybe six weeks ago, 100%. I'll tell you what I think is really interesting. And we spoke about it on Blokey a few weeks ago and it, 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 it was Kemby that brought it up and I'd be very keen to talk to him about it. He said, I think they need to just go away and have some fun. Mm. And I remember when he said that, I sort of thought, yeah, okay, sure. But like, and now the, and I don't know if it's because I'm focusing on it or not, but I look at their social medias and I look at the way they're playing and try celebrations and Toddy Payton walking into the change room last week with the t-shirt of just his heads. And I just, and I see the reaction of the boys. I'm going, fuck, did they maybe come into this season a little bit too uptight and serious? Mm. And now they've sort of loosened up and has allowed them to play footy, which sort of suits the style of a lot of guys they have in their team. I do, I'd do. i love to know, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in those change rooms to work out if maybe they have loosened the chain a little bit, if maybe the guy's going away from origin and just having a change of environment and everything. I'm not sure what it is, but I, I said on, um, I, I think it was Biz and Break Evans the other day, that it's wild that an origin series, normally it's the worst thing for a club team. But I think for the Cowboys, it's been the best thing. Yeah. I think it's just reminded a few guys just how good they are, giving them a different environment. They've been able to take that back to the cows. Like, think back a couple of weeks ago, like the week before they went into Origin Camp was the week that the Tigers beat them by 60. Val Holmes had the worst game of his career. Val Holmes has been on fire mm. ever since then. And yeah, I just think that Origin Camp, and I, and I reckon Todd Payton took the rest of the group and just loosened the chain a little bit. And, um, geez, they're, they're an entertaining side to watch, Matty. Oh, they're they're... You said, go back and have some fun. Well, they had fun against the Tigers, and it yeah. was fun to watch. If, unless you're a Tigers fan, it was so fun to watch because they just toyed with them, and, and everyone's kind of best attributes <laughs> all came out. It was it was awesome to watch in that sense. Obviously, not so awesome in another sense, but, yeah, they're sitting ninth now, the Cowboys. Pretty confident they'll make the finals this year. Yeah, let's um, <clears throat> let's get to the other sense, mate. Yep. The West Tigers, yep. um, zero on the scoreboard, conceded seventy four. Um, I let me just let me just run through some numbers. Yeah, third biggest margin ever, and one and two were both in nineteen thirty five. So in the NRL era, it's the biggest margin. 
This is the big one, I reckon. It's the biggest ever score to nil in the history of the NRL. Wow. And that's including not just NRL 1998, that's going back to 1908. Um, 74 nil. It's, and this is probably probably not as impressive, quite obvious, but it's also the biggest turnaround in one year when it comes to two teams playing 66 to whatever up against 74 nil. Yeah, but the, that second one is very telling. The first and second one, the biggest to nil score ever. I think as well, as you said, it's not like the Cowboys put together the perfect 80 minutes either. I mean, they didn't score until the 14th minute, which mm. doesn't sound like much. But when you're talking about the highest score ever to zero, pretty mm. incredible. Val Holmes dropped one over the line as well. Like This could have quite easily been an 80-plus score which line. Is just, it's crazy. It's Yeah, it's wild. And as you said, unbelievable to think back. It was only, what, five, six weeks ago? It was... It was I think it was like the 20th of May or something. So say six weeks ago. Wow. The Tigers are putting 66 points on this Cowboys side. It's uh, an incredible turnaround and an incredible downfall for the West Tigers. Obviously, they've lost a few players since. But, Matty, I think this is where it all comes back to culture and what's going on from the front office to the blokes running out on the weekend is that conceding 74 points, that's not an injury. That's not a suspension thing. No. That's a pride in Jersey. That's a system thing. That's a franchise thing at the end of the day. And that's just what the Tigers don't have at the moment. It's just what they lack at the moment. And they they showed us, you know, five or six weeks when everyone was on deck and they were starting to play some good footy that they could compete. But it's when you get one or two injuries or one or two guys are out, you can't just go to water. Mm. You, You just can't do it in this competition. Unfortunately for the Tigers, I don't quite know where they go from here, mate. They're not going to get happy back for, I would guess, another five to six weeks. Brooksy's out. Brooksy's leaving too. I mean, I'm sure they, they will play Brooksy towards the end of the year because they've got no other options. But I don't I, I don't think there's anything I could do on a team selection panel that could fix this team next week. And that's what makes it really hard. And as you said, this isn't a problem with the 17. This isn't a problem. This is a club-wide problem from the top down I, I i don't have the numbers in front of me but like this isn't the first tigers team for example like they've cycled through coaches like nothing else right every single coach every single tigers coach i think like the last five or so they've all been on the wrong end of a scoreline not this bad but something similar like for example the roosters beat the tigers last year yeah the like, scj yeah there was a there was a 51 nil game a few years ago. There was a 66. Like this has been happening for a while now, which which says it's 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 more than just a a, a playing group slash one coach problem. This is this is a club wide problem that's been going on for for far too long. And I don't have the answer, but something's got to change. Yeah, and you make a good point. With every coach has copped one of those losses, but it's also just example 10,000 of anything happened to this club that just shows. It goes deeper than the players that are selected each week. It goes deeper than whichever coach is sitting in that box. It is so evident that it is so much deeper than that. And this is where the Tigers are in a tough spot now, where obviously they've got Benji lined up. And God, I hope Benji can turn it around, because if he can't, and and I'm another coach in the NRL, I'm going, fuck, if Benji Marshall and Tim Sheens couldn't do it, what chance do I have? Yeah, totally agree. And, like... This is this is probably the best Tigers team in the last ten years, so it's yep. it's not like a it's not a play it's not a play it's I don't know what has to change but what do you say? Yeah, exactly right. What what do you say? And <clears throat> I don't know. I almost 
Like, what What do you do? Did, did you pick out all 17 and put the boot into all of them? They all missed tackles. They all made mistakes. I just – I feel for West Tigers fans out there. You guys deserve so much better. I've said it time and time again. And, and you know what the worst thing is, Matty? Well, the best thing, but also the worst thing for Tigers fans, I know they'll show up next week. Yeah, of course they will. That, course they'll they will. be there. They'll be supporting that team until the very end. And I just hope – they get rewarded for it because, uh, yeah, very, very tough gig. I will say this to Tigers fans, and I know it's long-term, but you found your fullback. I think you found your future hooker into silver. If you can manage to get your paws on Latu Finu, all of a sudden you have got a young spine that you can build around. Yeah, Keeping them is your biggest challenge by far and away, but there is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel that I genuinely think you've potentially got a superstar fullback. I think you've got a hooker that can be a proper star. And I'm hoping that Latu signs there for the sake of the West Tigers because I think then you've got a proper ball player you can build around. And then you've got the forwards around him. Like they got... You've got the pack. The, the pack's there. The pack's there. There's no... Like, there's nothing you could... Like, there's better players you could add to that pack, but there's no holes in it. No. It's, it's, a, it's a good pack. Yeah. So it's... Yeah, tough time for the West Tigers. Um, the, the thing now, and this is a cop-out, I know, and Tigers fans, you, you, I know that you don't want to hear this because it's happened far too often, but... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's just about putting in a good performance next week about against the Sharks now. Yep. Like that, that's, that's, I know it's, it's the first game of the round as well. It's Thursday night. <sighs> They, they just got to show up. Imagine being the Tigers and watching Freddie not name Nico Hines either. Going, fuck, could that have just been mm. a little reprieve for us? Mm. Oh, the, the Sharks are not missing a single play to Origin, are they? Not I don't a think so. One. No, I don't no, think so. They will be just about full strength. I think I think Dale Finucane's got a suspension. Finucane's suspended. Outside of that, Toby Rudolph will come back in, so they'll be good, good as gold. Um, yeah. Not ideal for the West Tigers there. Very tough situation. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.